now. <laughs> Stop it. We're recording now. Stop. <laughs> Just knock me out of my chair. <laughs> um, cool. I'm going to take this off. Yeah, we're, we're there. I failed <clears throat> to bring little water bottles. That's okay. Uh, I, I realize I'm wishing that I had, I realize that I fidget with them more uh, than they are useful. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. All right, great. Well, duly noted, no more water bottles for you or me. Welcome everybody to nerd critic, a real contender. <laughs> I'm going to straight re- away. Straight gonna, away. Re- I got to retry. Okay. Welcome everybody to nerd critic, a real contender production. Uh, my name is CJ. And my name is Jordan. CJ is our resident avocado nerd. Yeah. Well, that sounds like I know a lot about avocados. <laughs> I'm just wearing a shirt with avocados on it. But, I mean, the assumption would be that you knew a lot about avocados. I, re- really, the, the I'm just now getting into guacamole in my adult life. So that's my exposure to avocados. So I'm, I'm an imposter. Did you just say you were just now getting introduced to guacamole in your not, life? Not introduced. Into Oh, getting into guacamole. Getting into guacamole. No, yeah. no, I've been. <laughs> that would be sad. Yeah. <laughs> I was at 27 years old. Well, it's, it's like... also sad that you're just now getting into it. You're like, yeah, as a 27 year old, <laughs> didn't you go to college? <laughs> That's like one of the main food groups of college. Uh, my main food group of college was Little Caesars. <sighs> just all the time. Well, I just died a little inside. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Uh, Jordan here is our apparently healthy eating, classy, studied and credentialed nerd. Usually, no critic, uh, <laughs> critic. Dang it! Usually, I'm glad that I'm glad that I'm glad you fumbled the end there because usually you're very sincere in your compliments. <laughs> <laughs> this week was a little different. Uh, anyway, I, I felt judged that I didn't get into guacamole so recently, but it's fine. Whatever. Well, I I was judging you. You were you were feeling correctly. Um. If you were a regular listener to our <laughs> wonderful podcast about avocados, guacamole, it's just already off the rails, <laughs> and <gone>. trains, <laughs> you should subscribe to our podcast so you can be super cool and listen to all the new episodes soon as they land. Yep. Today, we are talking about he who shall not be named. Dumbo. <laughs> You're looking at yes. me like I should know what to say. I mean, yeah, we're talking about Dumbo. I don't know why. Uh, ba- uh, uh, or Dear Baby Jumbo. Baby Jumbo. Baby Jumbo. Um, yeah, I I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, I have some ideas for why I said that. Anyway, uh, okay, um, just really quick. It's important to note that this is a live-action adaptation of a 64-minute animated film from 1941. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a while ago. Yeah. 41. Yeah. This movie is nearly 80 years old. 77 years old. 78 years old. Yeah. And, and yeah, and and the the thing that was notable to me that I didn't realize um, before I watched it is that that the the old animated short was so, was so, no, animated movie was so short. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I I don't remember. So up until this point, a lot of, like Jungle Book um, and Beauty and the Beast have been like very close. Yeah, 
to the the animated movie, this one did not feel that way at all. Within the first third of the movie, the whole plot of the first movie has was, been covered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it has. Which um, is really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's we're jumping ahead. Okay, really quick. Uh, also really quick, because that was pretty quick as far as context notes. Um, who Who is behind this movie, CJ? Who are uh, the people? Well, the big name uh, that uh, directed the movie was Tim Burton. Tim Burton is the... The uh, the marquee on yes. this movie, yeah, yeah, uh, and and it it, it it makes sense. It's like a logical tie. Like Dumbo's kind of a weird show, and Tim Burton's kind of a weird dude. Yep. So it made sense. Uh, and then you have Batman and the Penguin reuniting. Oh, yeah, I see. I yeah, I did not. I did not put that together. <laughs> which, as the DC guy, is a little sad. But I appreciate you you bringing that up. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who didn't get the reference, uh, I, I, I think if we let an, another few minutes slide by, you probably would get it. But just in Eventually. case you're, you're like frustrated, it's Batman from Tim Burton. Yes. Starring Michael Keaton and, and, Danny, uh, DeVito. and Danny DeVito. Actually, yeah. I think it was Batman, Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yep. Yeah. But it was a Tim Burton movie. Yes. Um, okay. The other, the other, uh, important name to note here is uh, because Tim Burton did not write this movie. He was not the credited writer of 2019's Dumbo. Uh, that credit goes to Aaron Kruger, best known for the Transformerses and Ghost in the Shell, which was that Scar- <laughs> Scarlett Johansson movie that sucked. I love that in your notes you actually wrote Transformerses. Transformerses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. I don't think he wrote the first two. He maybe wrote the last three. I don't know. Okay, so if they get worse as they go, he definitely didn't write the first one. You know, he definitely didn't write the first one okay. or the second okay. one. Okay, <laughs> well then. I don't think anybody wrote the second one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wrote the He wrote the. <laughs> he wrote the, the, the <laughs> I, love, I love how funny that was. Too. That, was that was great. <laughs> it was just so nonchalant. It was great. Um, that's a that's a Thirty Rock reference, which uh, actually um, I think I've referenced in this podcast before. It's when Tina Fey is lamenting that writers yes. are to, are the least respected creative individuals in Hollywood, and nobody knows who they are or cares who they are, and that <laughs> the industry is moving away from even hiring them for things. And <laughs> as she's like walking down the street, she sees a poster for the next Transformers movies, and it's movies, and it's called Transformers: Planet of the Earth. <laughs> Written by no one. <laughs> it's fantastic. Anyway, but I legitimately think number two wasn't written by anybody. Um, I think Michael Bay realized when he got to set that there wasn't a script and then just ad-libbed. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, that's that's the stuff. That's the context stuff. Am I missing anything? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, the larger context of Disney that we kind of went over in our off-the-shelf episode. Yes, which if you haven't listened to, you should because it's great. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. When I say you, myself. I don't mean you, CJ. I know yeah, you, yeah. you were there. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> As I recall. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the context of the larger Disney uh, umbrella is that it seems that Disney is just remaking nearly all of their classics uh, into live-action uh, movies. And it's honestly been pretty successful. Up until now. <laughs> Have you sensed <laughs> hesitation to move forward in this episode? Have you sensed well, the, stalling? We're now Have supposed we to go stalling? to nerd out, and I don't and, know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real annoying here, okay? <laughs> I'm going to be really annoying. I'm going to annoy everybody to the best of my ability. 
I want to go on strike. I will not nerd out over this episode. <laughs> if I was forced to nerd out, I might say something about Ava Green, who is just wonderful all the time. Colin Farrell's pleasant to look at. Colin Farrell's attractive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I think that's it. Um, uh, I, I honestly... I, I do have something interesting that could be a nerd out, could be a negative. But see, here's the thing. I don't want... I, 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 I shouldn't have even said those things. Because I don't want I want to skip this section. You don't this episode. you don't even want to give it the glory of I wanna, saying that there's something to nerd no, out about. I want to go hard on this episode. <laughs> I I don't I don't want to nerd on the nerd out on this episode, and I also don't want this episode to be very long. Okay. <laughs> I mean okay, that's fine. That's fine with me. I have one major topic that I want to talk about. It can be after your rants, it can be before. I don't know. Is really it care. positive? Um, I don't know. Okay. It's well, if just it's, a if topic. It, as long as it's not nerding out, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. It's free game. But uh, we're not I, it's allowed to nerd out. definitely not there's nerding nothing, out. There's nothing to nerd out about in this movie. Um, yeah. Should we, should we take a moment to define what nerding out even is? Why well, we, well, why we even have a nerding out section in this podcast? Well, it's this, this podcast is called Nerd Critic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, to fall within line of that, we want to, well, one, we want to love movies like a nerd. Yeah, we want to love them like a nerd. We want to make sure that when there is something positive to talk about, and nearly every movie has something positive to talk about, you know, no matter how bad it is, there's something good to pull out from it. Uh, and I think that that's a good skill to be able to have. And then we move on to the critic part, which is all good movies are going to have things to talk about that could have been different or that we. Uh, that we personally wanted different because no movie is going to be perfect to all people. Yeah. And I and I will say the critic part isn't necessarily just picking apart finding flaws, et cetera. It's it's about like unpacking it and really yeah. closely examining it and trying to see what it's what's going on. I mean we could be we could take a movie that's basically perfect and we could do the critic portion and it would be about Figuring I mean, out what it's doing and yeah, why is it so good. And I like, think that Us is a good example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Us episode. There's not really any complaints, just yeah, some just things to really examine. Yeah, and talk about. Okay, then that, that actually clarifies for me. I'll save my topic for the critic side. Perfect. That's exactly right. That's but if exactly we're not right. having a nerd side, then I think I'm ready to bring it up. <laughs> By all means, okay. CJ. I will not stand in your way so, of walking right past the nerding out. <laughs> <laughs> I will make one okay. last note about the reason we do the reason we do nerd out uh, the nerd out section in this podcast. We don't always call it out, but we always start off by just saying things we love is because it's impo- it is important to love movies like a nerd. Sometimes movies do not deserve your love. <laughs> and this is one of them. And I think this is one of them. I'm really genuinely trying to think about, and obviously I knew that we were recording today and I went to go see the movie. And as I watched the movies, like it's, it's definitely changed my movie going experience to do this podcast because every time I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking about, and sometimes even trying to write down things that I want to talk about. So, uh, when I'm, I'm genuinely trying to figure out the good thing that I could talk about in this movie. And the only thing is the, and it's, they're not even that good. And they're so, they're just such minor details that it just doesn't matter. Like, Colin Farrell's southern accent wasn't terrible, considering the fact that he's Scottish. Sure. Sure. Um, Dumbo was kind of cute. Yeah, he was kind of cute. That's all. (laughs) So uh, that's my nerd out, I guess. My experience of watching this movie was uh, it was kind of like drowning. Um, 
where every once in a while I found like a tiny pocket of air and I like slurped it up. Just enough to stay alive? Yeah, just enough to stay alive. (laughs) I honestly have had, I have not had such a hard time staying in a theater. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I didn't walk out before the movie was halfway over was because of this podcast. And I was in my mind while I was watching the movie, I was trying to find a good angle that I could use for leaving the movie and then coming to the podcast and being like, listen, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it you, and this is you know why. What but I, great? I just, I couldn't, I like, I felt like I, I owed it to the podcast, to our audience to just to suffer through it so that I could really, yeah. really tear it apart later. So I, so I really considered doing the same thing. <laughs> I almost so, wish we well, both I know, if we both had done <laughs> that it, that would have been, been amazing. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I mean, Next I ended time up, we'll follow our gut. I, I ended up staying. So yeah, me too. Um, the thing that I wanted to bring up, unfortunately that we can then dive into and you can rant. Uh, <laughs> but the, the one thing I want to bring up and I'm really interested to know your take on it. Mm-hmm. Did this Disney movie trash on Walt Disney? Kinda. I don't think it, I'm not even sure it was intentional though. Yeah. Uh, I no, I, what I think it did is it it sort of trotted out the same tired old like anti-capitalism thing. Like, oh, these big evil men, all they care about is making money. But it and seemed then, like, really oh, specific. No. I, well, it was so what I mean, you've got the Michael the you've got the Danny DeVito character running like the main street uh version of a circus, and yeah. then you've got the Michael Keaton character running the Wall Street version of a circus, which happens to be a lot like Disneyland, <laughs> which also was the most visually interesting thing to look at in the whole movie yeah. was Dreamland. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm... But, like, it's the fact... It's it's those similarities. One, yeah. the fact that Michael Keaton, like, even kind of resembles... Yeah, like, he's a little bit of Walt a Disney, Disney And the yeah. fact that it's not Disneyland, but it's Dreamland. They yeah. could have come up with some circus name, yep. but they called it Dreamland, yep. and there was a parade. It just seemed... It was really weird to me that I'm watching a Disney movie, and... Walt Disney is the villain. And I was like, this, I am so confused <laughs> that this made it past everybody yeah. and came out. Anyway. I wonder if anybody watched it before it was. <laughs> I mean, also at the very end, uh, I'm not even going to bother saying spoilers because who cares? <laughs> at the very you're end, you're welcome. If we spoil this to the point that you don't go see you're it, you're welcome. Yes. yes, that's great. That's great. At the very end, Dreamland burns down and Michael Keaton slash. Uh, Vander Boots or whatever his name was. Vander Veer. Vander Something. Beard uh, <laughs> was uh, the pirate version the, of this movie. The di- <laughs> the, the the Disney uh, doppelganger like didn't realize that his entire yeah. amusement park, his entire many acres amusement park was on fire <laughs> until so it had almost totally burned down, and then he turned around. It was like, what? Ah, oh, <laughs> what happened? Well, you burned your park down <laughs> in I the mean, middle of it. You yeah. weren't even on the outside of it. You were within the park burning it down. I Okay. Um there's there will be someone that listens to this that likes this movie. Sure, that's fine. Good for them. Um <laughs> I have two I have I'm going to do two things. Okay. Um you know how sometimes when people like if you have like a friend who created this thing 
and they want you to give your feedback on it. They're like, I wrote this thing, or I drew this thing, or I whatever. Yeah. I wrote this song, or whatever. And they're, and they're like, and they do the thing, or they give it to you to take home. <laughs> and then you're like, and then you and then you consume this thing, and uh, and it's just awful. It's just so bad. And they're like, so what's your feedback? And you don't want to say anything. <laughs> Because, like, because if you were to try to really unpack all the things that were, quote-unquote, wrong with it, then it would be, um, it would not only be cruel, but it would be exhausting and pointless. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so what you end up saying is, like, that was really good. Maybe, like, you could have done this one little thing different. And then you just, like, call it good, right? You're like, okay, because you're your friend. Um, but if they weren't your friend, you just wouldn't respond. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel right now. Like I don't. I don't have. You should have. No, I don't have feedback. Doesn't matter. No. Yeah. This is such a bad movie. It is really. Bad. It's a bad. It's a bad movie. And like I. So, as I do lately, I take my notebook into these movies when I go, and I try to just jot down notes. Oh, you do? Yeah. I do too. Yeah. So I just jotted down some notes. Um, and this is, th- these are the things that I wrote down, and I am going. <laughs> Here, let's play a game. Uh, first of all, do you, I think we should conclude with this game. So do you have anything else that you would like to talk about before I conclude with this game? I, I mean, I feel like I should because we've we've been recording for like 18 minutes. And it feels like... If, it, it, it feels like much longer to me. It, <laughs> uh, it, it feels like we should have more constructive things this will to, be a, to this say. Will be a, this will be a, lo- a long... This will be a fun game. But okay. Do you have like something you're burning to say? No. Okay, then great. Let's play this game. So, I'm going to read the the literal note that I wrote and I want you to guess what it was about. Okay. okay. Oh, I like this. All okay. right. I mean All right. Number 1. The discarded villain. What am I supposed to it, just like, Did you not just say what it was? Well, yeah, no. So so you, so guess what I'm referring to or like what is it what is that like, do you know who I'm talking about? Do you know why I wrote that down? Can you guess maybe about when I wrote that down? Um, I don't know specifically what you're asking for. I would assume that you're talking about Michael Keaton's character. Are you not? No, no. Oh, I'm okay. talking about at the very beginning of the movie, um, or the, near the beginning, there's that there's that animal trainer who's like a clear, like sort of... Oh, gosh. He's a, he's a teeth-gnashing villain. I mean... He, he is... He the is most straight villainous out of, of villainy. Yeah, villainy. Yeah. yeah, right. He is straight out of like a drawn yeah. villain Disney cartoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really, all he's like, all he's there to do is make problems where there wouldn't normally be problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, just he literally is only there to create really trouble for no reason. And and then the reason that I wrote this note down was because not only was he a horribly, horribly constructed villain. Like he just also wasn't there. totally he just poorly cast. Like who is that guy in that face? <laughs> I just like I was face. like I want every second of my life back that I had to spend watching yeah. that man on screen. And then, um, and then, and then uh, at one point he's crushed under bleachers almost immediately after trying to do more yeah. more damage, yeah. more villainy. He's crushed well, in the at process. the end of the first act. Yeah, discarded. Yeah. Yep. So that's why. Got it. Okay, villain. I get the game. I okay. get the game. Okay. All right, hit me next. This one's much easier, okay. but I want you to talk about it a little bit because I don't want to talk about it <laughs> okay. any more than these four words. And right. The four words are science girl doing science. <laughs> 
Well, okay, you're talking about the daughter <laughs> that uh, just continues to claim to be a scientist, and she kept on saying stuff like buzzwords, right? Like, oh, it's how'd you teach the, the Dumbo how to fly? Oh, the scientific method. It's like, what does that even mean? How did, <laughs> yeah. like, what is that? Uh, uh, I would and, weep for anybody who tried to understand science. And, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was really bad. And then they tried to bring it back around at the end when mm. she's sitting in that museum thing. That and then she like shows she shows the robotics thing that is like an an incredibly accurate picture of the future that is just absurd. It's like there's no possible way for you. It's like it's it just made no sense at all. Uh, and she's staring at some. I assume scientist that was presenting something to a bunch of men. I don't know. Sure. I, I, yeah. uh, but like what that means, it was, uh, it was, there was, was no hero reason for Marie it. Curie. I think probably is that who it was? It's like the only, it's like the, it's like one of the only female scientists that, that like the film writers know about. Got it. <laughs> sure. So. But then it was like, there was like a moment of like, oh, your dad doesn't believe in you, but I believe in you. You can yeah. be whatever you want to be. And then the dad eventually learns to believe in her. And so to tell her that she can be whatever she wants to be. But then she doesn't do anything science no. for any reason ever, ever. No. And so there was no, it was, it Except was. coax an elephant to repeatedly snort a feather up its trunk. Y- yes, which apparently is the scientific met- yeah. method, don't you know? Yeah. But it felt like a producer came to Tim Burton and is like, hey, like, we should make some woman empower, I don't know. Just like make, a, make the girl like good at something. But like nothing happened. He yeah. didn't, there was nothing that you know was what? actually I'm done. I'm feeling real generous. I'd say, let's just give that to Aaron Kruger. Let's just say that it was his idea. Okay. Let's just say Aaron Kruger just came up with that out of his own like giant brain. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> his giant science brain. Um, okay. Next is very related. Robot girl. Uh, are you, are you talking about the end that I already mentioned? No. Oh, uh, this is, uh, it's basically just a description of her character. She's like R- robot girl. Yeah. She's like, Oh, the she daughter. Never, yeah. She never she has just, any expression. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Very um, related. And, and oddly, this is like a, this is kind of a weird comment, but, um, that daughter looks like Ava green and Helena Bonham Carter, which is, are like the female leads of all of Tim Burton's movies. <laughs> like he has like a very specific look yeah. that he goes for. Yeah. Uh, and, and even that little girl fit that look. Yep. Dark yeah. eyes, really big hair. I mean, big, I- big eyes, kind dark of far hair, apart. really big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> dark eyes, really big hair. <laughs> Although, actually, yes. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, invisible brother. Oh. <laughs> I mean. Do I need to? No, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> the, the least impactful character I've ever seen. <laughs> like, even when he was talking, I didn't realize he was there. <laughs> Uh, he was there to deliver fly Dumbo and that was all yes Um, the feather thing does he inhale it like fully up into his trunk but then he like it like has to be in his trunk or something yeah and then like if he like sneezes it out and then Then it's not in his trunk anymore then then he can't fly anymore which I love it so here's the thing I love the most at the very end I'm I'm Breaking the rules of the game, and I'm commenting on my own notes. Um, <laughs> we all knew you would. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> <sighs> I 
I, uh, I'm laughing a lot in this episode. This is um, great. I'm having a good time. At the very end, she's like, you don't need the feather. See? And she, like, takes the key off of her neck and throws it into the fire. And she's like, I don't need the key. I'm like, that was... That was literally just a sentimental gift. You never used that yeah. for anything. Yeah. You were not relying on it she, for anything. She used it to open the doors. Remember? She she was like, my mom gave this to me and said that you can unlock it. Yeah, no, I know. But like, okay. did, she, did she use it at all? Like actually use it? Well, like hold it in her hand? No. Well, she kept on touching it anytime Dumbo needed to fly. Okay. I guess that counts, right? Yeah, sure. That counts. That... Next. Okay. Um, uh, I literally wrote Alan Arkin. Yes. Because <laughs> I love Alan Arkin. I mean, that was one of those. You talk about the, like drowning. And yep, that was one of the that was, tiny gulps He like of air. pops up You're and like, I sat oh, up a little bit. Oh, I, I was Alan like, Arkin. cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Unexpected he went away. little pleasure. <laughs> um, the bubbles are more impressive than Dumbo. Well, what you're talking about is, are the bubbles and how they're more impressive than Dumbo. Yes. <laughs> yes. That that bubble, I was really interested like within, to see. Like, I'm saying diegetically, they are more interesting than Dumbo. No question. Like, if I was in a giant circus tent and I saw what they did with those bubbles, yeah. I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And, and then if an, a little <laughs> mini dumb-looking elephant flew around, I'd be like, that's cool. Well, I got the impression that it was in Dumbo's mind. Maybe, yeah. That's that's I, uh, I don't you know, know that's that's nice. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah it's nice. I like that. Uh, but I was interested. I honestly was a little disappointed in that. It was cool and everything. Oh no, it was terribly disappointing. But it was because I was like, it was when everyone's like, hey, Tim Burton doing Dumbo, I'm like, yeah. sweet colored elephants. That whole trip. Didn't scene. we even say that last week? We were like, I think we mentioned. We were like, it. yeah. Wouldn't it be amazing if, uh, if if. Uh, like, like I would love to see what Tim Burton does with that crazy psychedelic sequence yeah, that was terrifying yeah. as a kid. It, I don't think it, we the, talked about the it last week, is, but we've talked about is it. Is nothing. nothing. The answer is that he did. He did literally nothing. He used pink lighting to make bubbles, bu- bubbles pink. Yes. Yeah, it was really disappointing. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um. No nets, no reason. The. The fact that the stakes were completely fake and yes. you had you felt no pun pun intended you felt no gravity to the situation. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, it did. But like, it but like, why why would he have why not put the nets down? Like nobody in the audience, you know what would I mean? Have, yeah, would it have, was yeah. literally for zero reason mm-hmm. other than to make it. Other than to just be a villain doing villainous things. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but there was not a single circus performance that went well. <laughs> At, there, we never <laughs> saw like, oh, cool. Everything went as planned and Dumbo is really famous for a reason. It's like, no, no, no. Everything goes poorly. Dumbo has to fly not to die. And that's why he's famous. It yes. never went well. Not yeah, once. Nope, not one time. Um, the magic dust line was great. There's another Alan Arkin moment. Uh, Alan Arkin says, uh, says uh, to, of Danny oh, DeVito, is, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. is this is the this man the magic that's dust. made of magic dust? Yeah. I thought that was great. Um, oh, here we go. This one's fun. Elephant skin boots? Really? <laughs> uh, again, okay. All right. Pa- pause for a second. While I was watching this movie, we've talked about this uh, a couple times in this podcast. You have to make sure, and I need to finish before you say something. I will not say anything. 
you have to make sure that you are critiquing a movie for what it was supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this movie, and I am thinking about Jungle Book and Beauty of the Beast, right? Both kids' movies, but definitely geared towards the adults that watched the animated ones. So I go into this movie thinking that that's what this is going to be. I learn very quickly that this has to be, because it's so absurd, it has to be geared towards kids. So I don't want people to think, as they're hearing us talk and critique this movie, that we are taking this like Dumbo was supposed to be a Martin Scorsese film. No. It's... As a kid's movie, as an adult's movie, as a comedy, as a drama, as a whatever you can possibly think of, this was a bad movie. Yes. No matter what. No matter what you claim this movie's intentions were, it was a failure. It definitely was a failure. And what did you, you just brought up something that sparked that. What was it? Elephant skin boots. Yes. So, yeah. (laughs) Which I love that. That's what sparked that. Yes. Because because when I saw the elephant skin boots, uh, it was it was just after that other villain had died. Yeah. And that's when I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt of like, oh, this is for like really young kids (laughs) who don't don't can't quite figure out the nuances between good and bad. So it's like, oh, you killed an elephant and you're wearing it on your feet. You're obviously bad. You have a creepy smile and you're doing nothing but terrible things, you're obviously bad. <laughs> but like it it just took it to a level that was so absurd that even kids were rolling their eyes. Yeah. It just did not work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elephant skin boots. <laughs> he looks down, he, he calls it out. He's yeah. like, oh, those uh shark skin boots? And yeah. he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like well, and then they oh, call back to okay. it when Michael Keaton's character oh, yeah. is like, get yourself, get a, yourself pair a new, new boots. pair of boots. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Here's the here's yes. the best thing to, to, to your point about who is this movie for? Uh, what is the intention here? The reason that that is a failure on both counts, whether it's for kids or for adults, is because kids aren't going to really understand that moment like completely. And if they do, that's kind of a bad thing. Like You don't really want kids to like, be thinking about elephants getting turned into boots. I mean, I guess like that doesn't 101 Dalmatians or whatever, but like, I, I think that's one of those moments that's going to like fly over kids' heads mostly. Yeah. yeah. And adults aren't going to think you're funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad, stupid, unearned joke. Yes. Like, so you fail. There's nowhere it it's can a, land. It's a failure. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I think, so the other notes that I had, I already talked about. Um, <laughs> I, was, I did say like, uh, villainy is just bad management. <laughs> um, like, oh my gosh, yeah, right? exactly what that was. <laughs> like, yeah. his, his, uh, like Michael Keaton's villainous character is actually just a catastrophically bad CEO. Yes, <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> like he, there's there's yeah. like no part of that that was motivated by any kind of economical success. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, yeah, and just the, the surprise, surprise, I'm firing all your people. It's like, yeah, it's like there was no emotional weight to that no. just because, no, yeah. I yeah. mean, of course that's coming. Yeah. Um, there's no reason for the elephant skin fellow to hate elephants so much. I just wanted to, I was so, I was like, there was a point because I hadn't left cause I had forced myself to stay where I was just like, my eyebrows were just kind of like furrowing. I was like, why? I, 
I'm so baffled by yeah. this man's clear, passionate hatred for elephants. Like, what in his backstory yeah. <laughs> motivated that hatred? Like, was his mother killed by an elephant? Must have been. Must Had to have been. been. Would have loved to hear that story. Yeah. Maybe that was part of the script at some point. You get a flashback, and he's like a little kid, and he's, you know, his, yeah. like, dad's an I- elephant trainer and gets stomped to death, and he's like, ah! And he, like, you know, kills the elephant with his own bare hands. Man, that would have been a great. You, that would have been a great moment. <laughs> now that now that you bring that up, we know that Colin Farrell's character, his wife died while he was at war. Other than that, we don't know the background of anybody. No, well, no. And here's the thing: you don't always need to. If you've got like a good, type, you got to know something. But if you don't, what I'm saying is like. Sometimes all you know is what happens to them in the movie. And that's okay. You don't always you don't always need backstory. You really don't. Trust me on this. I we can okay. have a larger conversation okay. about this later. <laughs> you don't always need backstory. What you do need is story. <laughs> and like you need if you're not going to have backstory, your present day story needs to be real good. And like you you have to be able to you have to be able to care enough of what's happening in the next scene and the next scene and the next scene. To, to not stop and wonder where these characters came from. Um, okay. And All that's, right. uh, and, you know, but yeah, yeah. We, we could, we could talk, we could, that, that might be an interesting topic for a later episode, maybe an off the shelf episode where we talk about a movie that doesn't have much of a backstory for any of its characters, but that's, you know, that's, yeah, that's we'll good. To, that's we'll good. To, we don't want to honor Dumbo with that conversation. Certainly there <laughs> isn't any backstory in this movie. And, uh, it desperately needed something, and it needed something, and it definitely didn't have that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think I think we're probably wearing ourselves out at this point. Um, I uh, hey, we hit the thirty minute mark. Uh, good, and that let's makes wrap me it happy. up. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, Thank goodness. It was only a half an hour, not two hours. This movie was two hours long. It was two hours long. That's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, I I do remember it just dragging. Um, and I just had no, just in the stupidity of Michael Keaton's character. And it wasn't like a fun kids movie stupidity. It was just like, no, you're just terrible. Like you're just like, no, it feels like no Evil human and stupid. No human could possibly be that dumb. Like when he's like jamming all the buttons yeah, oh yeah. and he just keeps going. And I'm like, there's no... You, you're a CEO. That was like the second to last note I wrote was Vanderbeard's tower tantrum. <laughs> like, what was that? It was, it was genuinely funny, uh, <laughs> without meaning to be. I was, I was. Uh, I mean, maybe there was a little bit of like they wanted you to like be laughing, but I think not the way that I was laughing, which was definitely not with the film. Um, it was just so, so stupid. Like every it was it was this sort of pinnacle of stupidity. Like yeah. everything led to the moment where we could see the Disney analog, yeah, <laughs> losing his crap in a hot in a in a fake future tech tower for the purpose of for literally no purpose than to burn his park down, yeah, and be surprised by it later. <laughs> I just I yeah I'm just blown away that honestly that Disney made such a bad movie. Yeah, well. Um, Happens eventually. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen all of the adaptations, and so maybe... Hasn't there only been two? No, there, it, there, there's there been... Uh, so so Cinderella. Oh, did, yeah, and, and I, I didn't Maleficent. See that one. Male- well, Maleficent was a different kind of thing. Yeah. But then um, also Beauty and the Beast, which I heard wasn't great, but I haven't seen that one. I loved Beauty and the Beast. All right, all right. 
It was magical as all get out. You're talking about the new one? The yeah. Okay. okay. There was, the, I get that it has problems, but okay. I enjoyed it. But it wasn't it. as bad as Dumbo. Not even close. <laughs> Categorically different. Uh, neither was Cinderella. But, and the yeah. thing about Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast uh, were that they were so, so close to the other movies uh, that it was, that it, it almost didn't feel like you were, you were critiquing the story, like you were engaging the story at all. It was just like, I want to see it differently. Like, I want to see it as an adult. And that's kind of what Beauty and the Beast was. Um, and then same with Cinderella. It was like exactly the same beats and everything that you just, and Cinderella, that story has been played over and over and over. So you weren't engaging in the story. You were engaging in the visuals. Uh, Jungle Book took a little bit of a different, it, like it, it changed things <clears throat> up enough. Uh, and I just think that that falls on John Favreau being dope. Uh, that that you were engaged in the story. This one had neither the visuals. Like, it was a different enough story that made it worse, and the visuals weren't that impressive. Occasionally, it was like, oh, cool, this movie's made by Tim Burton. But other than that, I was not <laughs> engaged. Uh, and it just... it. The other live-action adaptations of, of the Disney movies have done something right that yeah. you can grasp onto. Yeah. Dumbo just didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think that's as good of a place as any. All right. Uh, to 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 end, um, I, I will say to end on a positive note. The best thing about this movie is that there won't be any more of them. In other words, Dumbo will not be getting a sequel. Absolutely not. Uh, um, it already had a disappointing weekend. Yep. yep. So, um, so next week, the off-the-shelf episode comes on your birthday. Actually. It does. So yes. What, so what movie are we going to do next week? Um, you you uh, graciously let me have full creative control. And so I am choosing the movie Warrior, 2011's Warrior, uh, starring Tom Hardy and um, Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton and Nick Nolte. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited for that conversation. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be, it's gonna be really episode. refreshing compared to what we just did. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be like we climbed out of the 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 stagnant pool in which we were drowning. Yes. Um okay, and then after that, uh Shazam. Uh yeah. Shazam. Shazam. Yes. I'm real excited. Yeah. Actually, it's... I have heard pretty good things. Uh yeah, Shazam um you know, I have in uh, some opportunities working at DC. I'm really excited for that conversation. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. And uh, the oh, I also made a note to to make sure and let our audience know that before you listen to the Shazam episode, if you want to go back and check out our DC episode, that yes. might be really good. Actually, yeah. if yeah. you haven't listened to the DC episode yet and you'd like to. I would suggest doing it before the Shazam episode. Not that you need to. Not that you need to wait to listen to the Shazam episode. But it will be. I think it'll provide some pretty good context. And that was that was all the way back at episode number sixteen. Oh wow, mm -hmm. we were still newbies. Yeah, yeah. September tenth of last year is when it came out. So wow. You're looking for it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, if there are other things you'd like us to hear, like to hear us talk about in future episodes, what can they do, CJ? They can email me at uh, CJ Lindsay. There it is. No, not, no, no, Lindsay, just CJ. Oh, I'm sorry. Making it really easy for you. CJ 
at realcontender.com. Yes. I hope I didn't just give away your last name to everybody and now I'm, your identity is going to be stolen. I hope. I mean, they don't know what CJ stands for. So, how many uh-huh. criminals listen to our podcast? Uh, prob- is it all of them? Probably more than we than we want. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Uh, yes uh and also all of you criminals out there please leave a review uh it means a lot it does a lot uh and it is greatly appreciated absolutely um and or not not or just and uh you can you can actually go on real contender and uh find these episodes that's where they're housed uh and you can make comments and i want to read i want to read two comments okay these are the comments you told me not to read. <laughs> but I've already brought it up, so now I have to. I didn't specifically tell you not to read that. That's true. That's true. You, I brought I them up. I just rolled my eyes a You little. rolled your eyes. <laughs> and now I am gladly bringing them up uh, live. Do your worst, CJ. So uh, we had a comment on the Roma episode. And if you remember, you could not remember where you were born. <laughs> Uh, you said Mesa, but then you're like Phoenix, but then you don't know if you like grew up in Mesa or were born there, or if you were born in Phoenix, grew up in Mesa and you didn't know. So your mother clarified for us. She said, you were born in Phoenix, Jordan, but you never spent any time living there. Your mom has been clear about this (laughs) with a smiley face. Thanks for referring to yourself in the third person, mother. (laughs) I I love that comment. And then she followed up with, and... You and CJ hit every point and a whole lot more than I'd come up with on my own about what makes Roma a complete sentence worth reading and seeing. Thanks, Mom. So Appreciate great. it. She's that is, great. That is a good comment. So good. Um, okay. Uh, I think that's it for us. So um, if you haven't yet, you should you should take this opportunity to subscribe. And until next week. Thank you, Michael Bonmiller, for this fantastic outro music. And despite movies like Dumbo, please remember to love movies like a nerd and respect them like a critic. And cut. Cut.